LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, folks, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. Today is a message we're going to call the No Plan Plan. But to start with this, I want to set the stage for you all to understand what the context of this uh, the show is going to be about. Recently, people have come to me bum-rushing me with really, really bad comments, the typical comments of people that are frustrated and angry and um, <clears throat> looking for action, don't really care where it comes from. You got people that hate planning, that their whole idea is, let's just take to the streets. What does that mean? Okay. And I'm going to show you a video here that explain why the no plan plan of just do something isn't, isn't the jam you think it might be. And so the video clip that I'm about to show you is from a movie, a war movie that I watched many years ago that I like very much. Very interesting, good movie uh, told from the perspective of a Russian um, sniper named Vitaly Saitsev from the movie Enemy at the Gates. Now, part of this is embellished. Part of this is Hollywood. Uh, but. Don't watch it for that purpose. Watch it for the purpose of understanding what the no plan plan gets you. Pause the recording here and watch the video clip linked in the show notes if you want to get full context. So let me tell you why I showed you that video. The way that this was set up. Now, mind you, this is Hollywood. It's embellished. Who knows? I don't give a fuck, right? The, the, the point is not to critique the historical accuracy of enemy at the gates. I'll happen to like the movie, but the point of this really comes down to understanding, literally understanding that they sent these men to the front line. One person had a gun. The other person had bullets. When the guy with the gun gets shot, the person with the bullets picks up the rifle and keeps marching forward until they get shot. And then someone else picks up their gun and so forth. What was wrong with this picture? Right. Number one, I mean, again, fuck historical accuracy. I don't need any critique of the movie. That's not what this is about. So if you've got that, not, not pertinent to this conversation, but you got these guys who don't have enough real resources to do the battle that they're doing. The tactic that they've chosen, just running in the street with their fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy, straight into the howitzers, straight into those, uh, you know, machine guns, straight into that well um, fortified German front was not a good plan. It was the no plan plan. It was the, Hey, these are just whatever. And they just throw it at it. Right. I could have just as easily picked the zombie strategy in, uh, world war Z where they just pile up, get mowed down, but then eventually people climb over them and into, you know, the Jerusalem or whatever the hell it was and, and world war Z. But in this particular case, they were outmatched. They didn't have the right equipment. They didn't have the real resources. And when those men charged forward, fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy, 
with the no plan plan or the death plan when they realized, holy crap, this plan is foobar. We're all going to die. And some guy goes, retreat, retreat. They retreat. Well, going backwards the other way, the officers were like, hey, no retreat. No, no, uh, no cowards will survive. And then the officers, as they're retreating, crank up their machine gun and mow them down. Now, why is that about this conversation? Because aberrant people, people that just literally can't get out of their own way, come attacking you because, or attacking me in particular, because they're saying, hey, you know, why aren't you organizing? Well, I don't see your feet in the street. You're just doing this boutique video shit and whatever. We, we, have, a, we have a tough place where we inhabit because we talk about economics. And economics is not something you teach by running into a brick wall or running into the U.S. military's front line as they mow you down. That's, there's no plan to that. There's no outcome. There's, no, there's nothing useful coming from that, okay? And so ultimately, ultimately, in the space of the no plan plan, right? What happened? They got fucked. They got killed. I have seen countless times, I've been to events, I've been to mo actions and stuff like that, where people are more excited about the story they got to tell after, after being in the theater. Like when we were at Occupy inauguration, I remember 12th Street in DC, 12th, was it 12th and F? I'm not sure if it's 12th and F or, anyway, we were in uh, vicinity of um, some of the larger squares, the gathering squares, having uh, conducted a huge rally on the mall right outside the White House. So for, I think it was McKinley, not McKinley. Eh, anyway, we we're at one of the squares. And all of a sudden, people started throwing rocks and bricks and smashing windows and things like that. And obviously, if you all remember Occupy Inauguration, also had Disrupt J20. And they literally, um, many of them were taken to be held. They were going to be charged federally, prosecuted. And lucky for those folks, nothing happened to them. But there was, a, they tried. They wanted to bring these people in for justice for, for this action. But while we were out there, literally it didn't solve anything. It barely made a, a squeak. It, it, really what it made for was great on-the-ground activist footage of smoke and tear gas and people screaming and running with their hands over their heads and watching as, you know, the, the police on horses were coming at you and uh, riot police and their gear and things like that. I mean, it was cool, made for a good video, but nothing got accomplished whatsoever. Nothing. I mean, like, it wasn't like there were demands. It wasn't like there was uh, any kind of real plan after that. Okay. And so, lo and behold, uh, one of the guys that worked with us got hit with, um, I think it was like one of these flashbang grenades, and he had paper sweats on, and the whole side of his sweats were like had holes all through it from where the grenade had gone off. I mean, that in a bag of chips gives you a great story to tell in a live stream someday, right? It doesn't mean anything fundamentally changed at all. And, and so as we talk about the things we're talking about, 
I, my, my conversation I had the other day about normies were outgunned, outnumbered by normies by a huge vector, by a huge margin. Regular people would sit down and watch The View, listen to MSNBC, et cetera. We are outnumbered by them in huge numbers. Now, they're not going to do anything. They're harmless. But they are the people that you've got to kind of convince. You've got to win over. You've got to secure enough people to take to the streets to really make it matter. Okay? And ultimately, people are going to get arrested, and you do stuff like that. They are. And there's going to be consequences for leaders and people that were out there moving this stuff. They're going to be taken to trial if you don't somehow or another do something way bigger than just a direct action. There's going to be consequences. So you need the lawyers guild. You need a lot of other things. You need to teach nonviolent direct action. And you need to have a plan. And you need to have demands. And you need to really, truly have your act together. You need to have your communication network together. These are things that are kind of boring for regular people, people that don't have any concept of laying out a plan, putting together the steps, and then executing it. And unfortunately, your enemy, the people that are oppressing us, that are fighting us, that are trying to keep us down, they have tons of money. They are infinitely willing to suffer through a boring meeting and not hang up midway through and literally stay on point and do the do. Our enemy is willing to do more than we are willing to do for our own benefit. They're willing to put more resources, fight harder to keep us in oppression than we are to emancipate ourselves from that oppression. And they are well-planned, so they don't have to wonder what they're doing, okay? They don't have to wonder if they have the resources because they got money, they fundraise, they've built institutions, they've got these huge apparatuses like I talked about last time with places like the Pete Peterson Foundation. You've got folks, the Heritage Foundation. All these groups, these think tanks work to build legislation, work to unite the establishment in an understanding of the way things are going to be. To defeat that, to fight that, you must have a plan that can counteract that. Exactly. There you go. If we stop bickering, we'll have the we will have the focus to learn quickly. Exactly. And real quickly, let me thank Double K here for Super Chat. Thank you so much, Double K. Um, but the video I chose was really more a, a kind of a shock value because we're, we're in the middle of a war, whether we want to be in one or not. We are fatigued because there's a million things coming at us. We've got climate change coming at us. We've got interest rates coming at us. We've got unemployment and recession coming at us. We have uh, student debt coming at us. We have a million forms of private debt that are crushing us. We have many people as contractors that are one business decision away from being laid off. We have even more people out there who don't have any savings that are one step away from being destroyed. We got people like myself who really have terrible teeth and are unable to get the kind of care they need. So they're in tremendous pain and they have things they need done now. And then, of course, we're filled with people that just, if you're not exciting to them, if you're not already in the street raising your hand in, in the same way that the, the enemy at the gates were just bowling across the line, running straight headfirst into machine gun fire, being strafed by machine gun fire, right? Unless you're willing to be that guy that just wantonly runs headfirst into the machine gun. They're not excited. It's not titillating enough. 
But the fact is, is that planning is everything. There's a saying, failure to plan is planning to fail. And yet I assure you out of all the activists that I've worked with and people that are volunteer for things and do things, 99% of them revile any form of coherent planning. They despise laying out the requirements. They despise discussing option alternatives. They don't want to do it. So you're left running face first into a machine gun because these shit fucks don't want to fucking do the planning. And then they get all sorts of excitement, all sorts of energy wrapped around running face first into a machine gun. And then that's where the herd goes. You talk about a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the junk. That kind of mindset is destroying us. But it's boring to plan. It's boring. Can't keep my attention to plan. Think about what I'm saying. Can't keep my attention to plan. And yet, if I tell you that just the Pete Peterson Foundation alone, which is fundamentally driving huge amounts of the horrible, austere conditions we're suffering through, huge amounts of austere conditions we're suffering through, they're kicking our ass. Why are they kicking our ass? Because if you're not shiny, if you're not exciting, if you're not a meme, if you're not a TikTok, you're canceled. And here we got Teresa273. Here we go. Concise delivery of language is all we need and persistence. Delivery of concise language, rather. Touche. The fact is, is that, unfortunately, I, 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 I've worked with people for years that are volunteers, that are activists, et cetera. And most of them latch onto a word or two that you've said. They don't hear the rest of the statement. And that concise language they latch onto, and then they shoot in that direction, or they shoot in this direction over here, and they don't stay focused. They don't stay focused. And all of a sudden, you're building out the worst thing you've ever seen because without the proper foundation, and, and I want you to think about this, you would not go to war. And I know we're not war people here and we're not pro-war and we're anti-war and we're anti-imperialism, all the other stuff, just so we're clear. So there's no weird bullshit that comes out, okay? When you're planning, well, you don't just run into theater screaming and yelling without planning. You don't go in there without strategies and tactics and contingencies. You just don't. And the enemy that we're fighting is the same people that control the military industrial complex. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about the fact that the U.S. military, which terrorizes the world, is also the same military and the same people and the same thinkers and the same corporations and the same think tanks and the same plans that they impose elsewhere. You think those PDF documents aren't handed to someone else? Look at the way they militarize our police forces. What do they do with them? 
They give them the same tools that our military uses in theater. And so here's the other thing too. Because we live in this anti-authoritarian world, this world where we don't like authority, where we can't stand following the leader, he's on a Honda kind of thing, okay? Where we say we hate leaders, but then we're out there begging, who will lead us? Who will be our generals? Who will be the ones to lead the people into revolution in the real world? Anti-authority can't stand hierarchy. Who's our leaders? Who's going to take us? I can't stand leaders. Fuck hierarchy. But I need a leader. Who's going to do it? You see what a kind of a, a Gordian knot you're stuck in there? You talk about ripping yourself apart, trying to appease people that don't want to think through a problem. It's kind of universal too, folks. It's not like not universal. And so when you're planning, if you have one person doing the planning, I'll come up with a strategy to take DC, to take this, to do that, to bring down the duopoly to it. You got to sell a lot of people to get them thinking that they came up with it, or you've got to collaborate with them to get them involved in it too, right? But alas, if you don't know economics, for example, if you don't understand economics, and this is the problem with our movement, most of the people on the left, the communists, the anarchists, even the freaking progressives, we carry the name progressive, but I assure you I'm left of progressive. Okay. But in that space, I would venture to say 98% have no real understanding of economics. So hypothetically, they somehow or another, out of miraculous, weird events, they're able to amass an activist army that's able to cause enough disruption that they're able to just charge in without planning. And voila, instant whatever. In that case, imagine them rebuilding society without understanding economics. Imagine how horrible that is because the series of distribution comes from an understanding of economics, whether or not you like monetary economics or not. The real resources have to be accounted for because you don't have unlimited resources. That's why in the video, now mind you, again, disclaimer, not claiming historical accuracy, not claiming anything else. Just fucking take it at face value, please, okay? One person has the gun, the other person has the bullets. That's not a resource plan, man. I guess they're just expecting everybody to die, so why in the world will we have enough guns to supply every one of our soldiers? We've got to think that through. Most people have a family. Most people have jobs. Most people are in a position where ultimately they can't take time away from work or they'll lose everything. They'll lose their home. They'll lose their shelter. They will lose their health care. Their family will lose their health care. You've got to be prepared to see the whole thing go up in smoke. People say they are. People say a lot of things, but they're not. And it's evident in 
every aspect of our lives. If you've listened to me for even five minutes over the course of years, you know that I've talked about how the neoliberal mindset, this social construct of neoliberalism is in your Bible, it's in your sitcoms, it's in your uh, water cooler chatter, it's in fiction books, it's in history books, it's reinforced in every aspect of our lives. So deprogramming that to create the conditions where we would not recreate the same problems only with a different leader, only with, oh, well, our leader will now run this capitalist order because that's the way it works. Even people that claim to be communists, there's nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough. Most people, most people won't show up to a basic meeting. Most people won't even share a live stream. Most people won't read an article. Most people won't do anything. That's not a joke, folks. Ten years of working at various times where you have high levels of participation and extremely low levels of participation show that people are still trapped in this electoral cycle. They can't realize that the rat race, the trap of electoralism, keeps them going like an oscillating whatever. They never, ever create that consistent flow. And so I've talked about the necessity of creating institutions. And this is, doesn't have to be like some marble room with, with, you know, hanging chandeliers and glorious digital frames. It's just simply creating the knowledge base, creating places where people can get the same common knowledge, same training, and work across groups to be able to come up with a strategy for fighting. It's not good enough just to be a bunch of beached whales that miraculously ended up on land and just, hey, we're, we're here, man. Dying, but we're here. We have to have a plan to cover all those aspects. We have to have demands so that we understand. We have to have so many factors of our lives fundamentally changed, fundamentally changed so that we can move forward without bringing the same shit. You, you ever been to therapy and they said, listen, dude, if you bring that pack of shit that you're bringing with you everywhere, this all the pain and suffering and emotions and the wrecked you that you bring into a relationship, wrecking your friend to or your lover or whatever, if you keep carrying that sack of shit everywhere you go, you will never create a new future. You will never fix your relationship. It will never heal. Okay. But what do we do? We carry the same stupid idea. Yeah. The gold standards where we need to go back to are stupid. Fuck. What the fuck? Right. But I even heard one of our headline big names that many people go listen to. I'm not going to mention their name. I'm not into throwing people under the bus. Somebody, one of the headliners, one of the big dogs out there talking about how the bricks and we should return to the gold standard. This is a fundamental ignorance. And these are the kind of people that sadly the vast majority would follow into battle. They'd follow them and they'd lead them right into the machine guns of our, the enemy, the enemy that is already prepared to do horrible things. I'll give you an example of this. The GOP has been working tirelessly. It's not really the GOP, just to be clear. GOP is the vehicle which they use. These libertarians that don't really have a home, going back to Milton Friedman and stuff, have worked tirelessly to get local elections 
and to get the state houses and to get the courts and to get the schools under their belt. And they are begging and praying that some dumb chucklehead that thinks they've got a great idea, fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy, that they will redo the Constitution, will have a constitutional convention. They're like, God, please let these idiots that too cool to plan. Let's make sure that they beg for a, a constitutional convention to get money out of politics or something like that, right? We're pr they're praying for it. It's literally written down. These folks know that the left and the center will not plan properly. They know that we won't. They already know us inside and out. And they are prepared to impose a balanced budget amendment. Think about how many of your friends that are normies that vote Democrat and whatever think the idea of a balanced budget would be a great idea, okay? Now, I'm not even talking about real revolution where there's a coup or something like that. My God, that's a whole different ball of wax, right? That's a whole different ball of wax. But if you were to single out and think about what it is that needs to be done, and you understand that you have to create within the system until you're able to overthrow the system, if you are able to overthrow the system, which show me, show me this, right? There is no planning, so there's no way you're taking on a government that has overthrown so many governments across the world. So don't even give me that shit. Let's deal in reality. To take to the streets for even something like Medicare for All, 70 people showed up to a Medicare for All rally in Washington, D.C., 70. Revolution, fished in the air in the land of hypocrisy. And then there's all the chuckleheads that want to do a state-by-state -state thing. Guess what? It's the same people that want to do a state-by-state -state thing that never fucking paid attention to economics and are now busy pied pipering people right into the machine gun I showed you from Enemy at the Gates. Fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy. See, memification of our society has cock-blocked our brains from thinking through real problems. And as a result of that, as a result of that, you end up in a situation where you are left fighting ghosts. You're swinging at shadows. Think about how many knuckleheads are out there talking about the creature from Jekyll Isle and the Rothschilds. Still in 2022. 2022. Yes, and public banking people. Do you understand that they don't, when a dollar is issued, I don't want to get too deep in this because this is not an MMT conversation. But when you understand that a dollar issued creates a dollar of debt to the government, but it creates a asset outside to you and I, the private sector. So when you think about, we got to get rid of the debt. What debt? Debt to whom? The government has written into its laws that we have got to sell bonds to offset spending. That's not a real thing. It doesn't have to happen. It doesn't actually fund government. They do it as a means of ensuring that the wealthy get their cut of new spending. That's why they do it. Oh, sure, they can tell you, oh, it's a safe investment. But that's not the why. This is like collateralizing, making sure that the rich stay rich no matter what happens.
But see, people that don't know that, that want to run face first into a machine gun, fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy, with the no plan plan, this is what you get. So the way I see this, and I've talked about this ad nauseum, I'm tired of people fucking not getting it because this whole thing of, oh, you're boutique, oh, you're not willing to fight in the streets, oh, I'm going to go off with this group because they're going to run around like naked people through the quad, like fucking Will Ferrell and old school, streaking through the quad. They, they, they're determined that's, that's going to change the world. But it's not. It's not. It's simply not. And what makes it really, really difficult is that in real society, in real society, people don't have the time to think about most of this stuff. So this hearty band of a few people wants to go ahead and create this big movement and they always, always, always start with the position of symptoms. You know, the idea of overthrowing systems and overthrowing capitalism, if you understand systems, you understand systems are nested. There's not one system. There's a million systems inside of each other. Some of them work simpatico. Some of them are asynchronous. Some of them work together in, you know, unity. Some of them are like symbiotic. But in the end, each of these micro systems make up the larger system. So you can't get rid of everything because we still need to eat. We still need to live. We still need to have housing. We still need to do various things. So in the end, the real story is how do you recreate the society that you think really matters? And by the way, thank you so much, Humor. So I'm not going to go into that, but I appreciate uh, try swishing warm water in your mouth. Thank you so much, brother. I really, really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate the super chat. Um, I know there was another one. I think double K sent it to me. I don't want to get sidetracked here from my premise. Yes. Thank you. Double K for your super chat as well. Um, in any event, I want to make sure that you all understand that without considering all these aspects, without considering issues and risks to everything you do and coming up with contingencies, this is what I do for a living. I'm a project manager, a program manager, a process engineer. I do all these things in my day job. And it's hard. It's hard work. And I'm trained. I'm trained to do it. I do it every day. It doesn't mean that it's easy. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't require many, many hours for me trained to think through things. But there's some chucklehead that wakes up one day, fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy, and they're ready to scold you for not running out in the streets and doing stuff. They're ready to fucking act like, hey, if I just shout at the devil in my tweet, that that constitutes something major, something useful. The no plan plan gets people killed unnecessarily, unnecessarily. And I think to myself, if you watch World War II 
documentaries. Obviously, the Russians were the ones that slayed the Germans in the end and won the war, blah, blah, blah. And Truman being the asshole that he was, dropping bombs and so forth. I mean, but the reality is in the end, in the end, the reason why Nazi Germany didn't succeed is because they didn't have any understanding of supply chains. They had a lot of ideas, but they really, really short-sighted. And they didn't do what they needed to do, and they were crushed as a result of it. I mean, there's a lot of other reasons that go into it. But in the end, Hitler was just a friggin' corporal, had been running the front lines during World War I, had been wounded a couple times, then came in and was able to simultaneously get Germany based on a common idea that they deserve better. See, Hitler did what any good propagandist and you know, fascist might do. They, they trigger off of a real need. The German people have been crushed and decimated. But they did some amazing things, as horrible and evil as Russia, uh, the, the Germans were the Nazis were, I should say. There was a lot of things they did, a lot of engineering, a lot of stuff that came out of that that you can learn from you can understand because even Trump mastered some things. I don't know what they are. I mean, he's a fool, whatever. Great. If that makes you feel good. But as somebody who prefers a scientific evaluation of things, there's things he did to be successful and you have to understand them because they will use them again in different ways, whether it be Democrats, Republicans, the police, doesn't matter who. So I oftentimes wonder why people don't think through the massive problem and not get overwhelmed, not say, oh, it's just too big to do anything about, so I'm checking out. But look at it, stare at it, and say, wow, that's a, that is a big problem. But how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? But you've got to have the foundation. That's the one bite at a time. And so having been at this for a while and watching people come and go and people's excitement levels rise and fall with the freaking coming of the winds and the seasonal changes and the political cycle and their menstrual cycles or their brain patterns or the waves or the moon's level, whatever it is, it's like this. I can't. I can't. I can't. So without having consistency, you got to have a plan because you got to know. I like yellow too, brother. Um, you got to know. Oh, dude, did you give me Canadian dollars? Eh? Eh? Is that, is that Great White North? Eh? Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, without having a plan, though, without really thinking this through, without being able, I mean, you watch military strategists and they got their big board and they're moving their pieces around and they're thinking through the problem. I mean, they're killing people, right? But we're trying to save people. We're trying to change the world and we don't do that stuff. We don't think through what we need to do. We can't even get people most times to plan a march or a rally, which is very, very insignificant in terms of outcome and, and value. But we have a hard time doing that because people are disinterested. Your movement is disinterested in organizing, real organizing, 
not just saying the words organize, right? I'm going to give you a model. I'm going to give you a model from my brain to yours. And you could do with this what you want. I'm going to keep doing what I'm trying to do here. And if that works for you, come on in. Let's get together. Let's work it together. If it doesn't work for you, hopefully the model I give you give you some idea of how you might do something since everybody's not moving at the speed you like. Okay. There's something called a systems development life cycle, and they do it in software development. There's also a five-phase project management model as well. And I want you to think about this. If you gather your requirements for what you're trying to do, let's, let's identify what we're trying to solve. Let's identify what we're trying to do. Let's put that up at the top. We know this is what we're trying to do. We're not trying to do everything. We're not the theory of everything. We're not water, sand, and sun. We are just this. This is the thing that we're doing, this narrow problem statement. This is the statement that we're going for. And then you've got to gather the requirements. So that's the first phase, requirements. Let's gather what we need to be able to achieve that goal. Now, after we've gathered requirements, and by requirements, I mean, we need to have uh, so many uh, XYZ kits for people to get sprayed with tear gas. We need to have uh, access to legal, blah, blah, blah. We have to have access to cameras. We've got to have access. We've got to really do the do. We've got to do the laying it out, what we need. Then after we lay out the things that we need, then we have to design the approach. We have to do the battle plan. Think about every war movie you've ever seen. With you. We're going to sweep across the north. We're going to do this. And then we're going to bring the planes. And we're going to bring this. We're going to have a no line. We're going to have the magazine. All those things. Okay. All those things. They plan out. Why? Because they want to keep their men alive. And they want to win the war. We don't think that way. For whatever weird reason. We don't think that way. Okay. So now you've got your design. You design how this action's going to take place. You design how the communication path is going to be. You design the process by which you're going to do. You've got to lay these things out and you've got to draw them out. So we've got our design now. We gather requirements. Now we've got a visual design where we draw on a picture, picture of how this all works together. Then we build it. So we've got step one, requirements. Well, step one A is problem definition. Step two is requirements. Step three is design. Now we've drawn it out, a high-level sketch of the design. Then part B of that high-level design is the low-level design where we specify we need five people on the grassy knoll. We need three people in the parking lot. We need two people down there with cameras. We need one person here. We need a million people filling up the whatever, whatever it is. And then what you do is you do a demo, you do a test, you make sure that you've gone through your checklist of all the things, the requirements, you trace through what you've built. And now you put those things in motion and ensure you have the real resources. People, you know, in the case of enemy at the gates, they didn't have enough guns, they didn't have enough bullets. They didn't have enough people. And when they ran face first, they didn't have the right tools for the right job. And they were mowed down. And when they retreated, they were mowed down again by their own people. Okay. So with that in mind, we got to make sure that the thing we designed, the thing we think we built even works. Can we test this out? Can we do a walkthrough? Can we talk about it? Can we make sure? 
I mean, think about all the escape from the POW camp videos. They're all sitting there at the table smoking old uh, Lucky Strikes, and they got their hat on, the, the crunch down, their collars flipped up, and their sleeves rolled up with their pack of cigarettes in there, Hogan's Hero style. They're talking about, okay, first we're going to dig a hole here. Then we're going to go underneath the thing. We're come out the other side of the electric fence. We're going to run out. we got a guy with, uh, he's got all the passports and he's got the money and he got the this, they got the that. You've got to lay the fucking plan out. Okay. But we're not there yet. That's the problem. See, we have fucked off for so long. We've just gotten depressed and ridden the wave of electoralism that we never built these things. So the idea of being ready and having people ready means we've got to go back remedial. We have to go back a few steps. And that means we need to teach people because people that don't understand economics, your friends, people that you watch on YouTube. Why? Well, I don't know, but you do. Are sitting there telling you, go back to the gold standard. What kind of idiot would say that? Right? Not a bright person. Someone pretty stupid, right? A moron, a neo maxi zoomed weeby, right? But they'll get people following because they're ready to hit the streets, man. Fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy. Selfie, t shirt, right there, baby. Okay. Hey, we got 500 likes, we got 10,000 people watching. That's enough. That's a revolution. Without having these things in place, you got no shot. Zero. Zero. Okay. And so laying out this plan, testing it, and then preparing it requires stepping back and educating people. And this is the part people don't want to hear about. They're like, I've heard enough education. Only it's time for action. It's time for action. Well, it's time for action a long fucking time ago, dude. Do that. It's been time for action fucking 40 years ago. It's been time for action going back to World War II. It's time for action going back to World War I. It's been time for action since we colonized the United States and destroyed First Nations people. It's been time for a long time. It's time when they did reconstruction and they created vagrancy laws to keep jailing black people and bringing them back on to work. Oh, you're not a slave. You're a ward of the state. So you're going to go ahead and work in this labor camp now. Huh? How's that working? Right? Jim Crow laws. Hey, we waited too long. Gay rights. We waited too long. Legalization of marijuana. We waited too long. Ending the drug war. We waited too long. But without a genuine strategy, without drawing out the map, and unless you're willing to take a benevolent dictator who just writes it all out for you and says, this is the plan, let's go, right? Unless you're willing to do that. And I haven't met anybody that is, unfortunately. Just haven't. But unless you're one of those people that's willing to fall in line just like that, like the vote blue sycophants do, unless you're willing to do that for some edgelord revolutionary that you don't know maybe other than on YouTube or whatever, hey, me, right? You don't know. Unless you're willing to do that, you need to get your hands dirty and get involved in the planning process. I have like almost no respect for people that don't like planning. I see some of those, I just go, waste of my time. Waste of my fucking time. If you're one of those people that don't like planning, we ain't going, we ain't, we ain't homies. We ain't going to be homies. 
We're going to be like oil and water. And I'm going to be fucking nasty about it because I know without a plan, there is no success possible. It's like a lottery ticket if you win something, right? Ooh, I have a mega millions and I won, so everybody can win, right? That's the kind of chuckle-headed mindedness that the no plan plan gets you. So you got to have people that are not losers to get involved in the planning. I haven't seen people willing. I see a lot of people bitching that somebody else hasn't done it for them. I see a lot of people bitching that there's not some general out there that's already got it all set up for them so they can just walk in with their cardboard sign and march. Hey, I can do, I can march. Yeah, but before you ever march, dude, there's got to be a lot of fucking work done before you ever march, dude. But you're the kind of person that just wants to come to somebody else's party. You don't want to contribute in setting up the chairs. You don't want to help contribute, organize, and create the situation, create the graphics, create whatever it is you got to do, create the lines of communication. You don't want to do that. You just want to fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy. Here's my sign. Here's my selfie. Here's my action figure from the action. Hey, what bands are going to play at the action? Hey, I like those bands. Maybe I will come to the thing. No joke. Hey, we're all here because we're trying to take over this thing. You're here for the bands. What? What? But it down with the duopoly. Okay. I'm down. What are you doing? You ready to organize? You just ready to sit there? No, you're not. And organized, when I say organized, I think of planning. I am a project manager. I know how to fucking execute a project. I don't have to be told how to execute a project. I don't, however, know how to organize people that don't want to plan. I have no idea. You tell me how to do that, boy, oh boy. Because it is the bane of my existence. People that won't plan, people that won't work collaboratively, people don't know how to brainstorm, people don't know how to sketch out of requirements, think through a design execute a plan i can't it, it it crushes my soul because that is what is required but it's boring it's not a TikTok. not a TikTok. so yeah well hey that right there my friend that is exactly what we need help see everybody what is that saying to each, to the, according to their need and from each, their, uh, under their ability or something to that effect. I mean, these are standards. These are standards that we need to understand. These are ethos. These are concepts. Everyone is not ready to be a project manager and everyone's not ready to be a revolutionary marketing leader. But there's got to be somebody in the mix that is, that's not such a fucking special snowflake that they can't unite and work together. But like, oh, I'm group A. No, I only follow this group over here. These guys are ready to go in the streets, man. You guys are just boutique teaching people shit. What are you going to do for me? I'm way past that education crap. We don't need to know more. We just need to be in the streets. Pardon me, sir. I don't want to get mowed down by your no plan plan. Okay. I don't want to get mowed down by your no plan plan. So with that, 
I am going to take a moment. Thank you all for super chats. Thank you all for spending time with me and hope that you understand that while I don't have all the answers, I do have a framework from which to assess things. I do have a framework of history and a framework of how things get done to think through how to get to the solutions. I'm trying my best to take that professional knowledge and bring it to the table here so that we collectively can do something. I have an organization. It sucks without funding. With funding, it still sucks without people that can do the thing. And without having enough money, you can't pay people, so you can't be like the Peterson Foundation. You're stuck relying on volunteers who have families, spouses who can't stand the idea of them doing activism, whatever. Other priorities more important than saving people from dying from a lack of health care, whatever it is, they got other priorities. And that right there prevents anything meaningful. And then you've got the people that want to jerk them around, squirrel. Hey, what about this neat idea? Hey, what about this neat idea? Hey, this neat idea. So it's like untreated ADHD. They can't stay focused. And that is why we are where we are. And I'm sure there's some really, really important chat things. I see. I love you guys talking in here. Appreciate you guys keeping uh, the chat lively. Um, I hope that what I'm saying, I'm not giving you the answers. I'm giving you a, an approach, an understanding of how, if you want to do something, I mean, I want to do something too. But within the framework that I understand and know and love, to be able to do things, to assess risks, to assess issues, to ensure resources, to secure a plan. That's, that's where I'm approaching it. And later on, after I have a plan, then you'll see my fist go up in the air in the land of hypocrisy, but not a moment before. Plans are required so people don't get hurt. Plans are required contingencies are required so you could be responsible to the people that are following under you this whole rush to the front line to get blown up by a machine gun well that's just fucking stupid isn't it that's just fucking stupid and our movement is filled with that filled with it. so without further ado i bid you adieu tomorrow morning we have clint bollinger on macaron cheese please check it out 8 a.m folks if you don't know how to look at a podcast Check Spotify, SoundCloud, look up macro and cheese. You see the little yellow thing with the three macaronis in it and a cheese wheel. Please check it out. You'll learn something. It will help you understand more about the stuff I talk about. And it will also give you some other people to follow that are brilliant people. Don't be anti-intellectual. People that have a brain are important to this movement. Don't just push away bright people because they're not ready to go throw a brick through a fucking window and for, with no purpose and no outcome. Just, okay. We need thoughtful thinkers. We need to do it ASAP. And by the way, I'm screwing up again. Let's just make sure we subscribe and like the channel, please. And with that, I am going to go ahead and say, I am. 
you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 